Hey, man, what's happening? Oh, not a whole lot, man. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm in Des Moines. I, uh, where are you at right now, obviously? I, I'm, so I'm actually in my, my little home office in Fairfax, Iowa. So, um, you know, I, considering the times, I do a lot of these, uh, like, virtual events. So I had to get kind of a, a little home set up. So I'm in front of, obviously, my little, my little stash of whiskey. Well, I'm looking around, and I'm seeing a lot of cool things. Uh, a lot of things that look uh, very interesting. So hopefully, hopefully sometime I'll see uh, this area, the Mad Scientist Lab, the, al the Alchemy Lab happening here. So that's cool. Oh, yeah, man. I have a little bit since we started working together. Um, I don't know if everybody knows, but um, obviously, you know, it'll be in the description. You and I don't have to talk too much about it because we're just here to talk, but obviously we make what I like to call juice together. And um, uh, I have, uh, I have a, a similar lab at home um, uh, and full of a lot of shelves of different juices that have been either infused or created or stuff that um, that, you know, I've tried at Cedar Ridge and just, you know, yeah. just little, little things. And it, it makes it interesting. It's not unlike grandma's spice rack that, you know, she would say, you know, you'd look at all those toned spices and those little things. And maybe if you were a kid, you get into the wrong one right away. And then you'd have nothing to do with spice, you know, but then <laughs> yeah. you get older and you're like, you start appreciating how it's divided up and that every one of those things that you may not thought had a purpose can play pay a big uh a big purpose in an overall uh effect i guess you know um, no absolutely i'm completely with you and i, I like the the spice analogy you know one of, one of my favorite things to do is to actually taste through a, a bunch of different whiskeys and and have an empty bottle and actually just blend a, a bunch of them together um you know rather than even I like to experience them on their own, obviously, too, but it's fun to just kind of play mad scientist, just like in a kitchen, you know, you want to, you want to play with different spices and see what you can come up with. What, what, um, when you do that, when you go into that realm and you're, you're at the bottom of a couple bottles where you can do that and you're feeling like making that your art, <clears throat> are you documenting that in your mind or on paper? What do you do? Do you, are do you, let me back up. If you choose to take, let's say, three, four bottles, put them into one, you're going to do something. You're very aware of what is in each. Maybe you've been studying each for a while and you're, you got all that knowledge, but then you yeah. mix them. I mean, how crazy are you getting? Are you measuring? Are you just mixing? Are you that knowledgeable? Meaning you have your head wrapped around it. You can just get your answer and apply it immediately or do you have to write it down document um yeah that's that's an awesome question no one's actually ever asked me that before um so I, i'd say it's actually a, a two-part answer um when i'm at home it's much more for fun you know it's kind of a leisure activity and so um i don't get too too by the book on it i like to just you know a dash of this a dash of that and just kind of you know keep manipulating and see what i come up with but when i'm actually at work i'm you know tasting through tasting through different barrels that I'm going to eventually put my name on. Um, you know, I, I take that a lot more seriously. So I actually have a catalog and I'll, I'll record different notes of every single barrel that I try. And, um, you know, maybe some of them I'll use in a blend. Maybe some of them I'll, I'll put back in inventory and, and let them age a little bit longer. But yeah, when I'm doing that, I'll, I'll create all sorts of different micro blends. You know, I'll measure out uh, either milliliters or ounces or whatever. And, uh, and I'll, I'll, you know, be a little bit more scientific on it. But when I'm at home, uh, I try not to, I mean, just just in order to kind of avoid burnout on something that I'm so passionate about, I try not to get too by the book at home. If I'm enjoying whiskey at home, it's always it's always for fun, and uh, I try to keep it that way. I've been doing the same thing. I agree with you completely. I mean, I don't have a place of work uh, where you know I'm I'm making the the juice, mm -hmm. and uh, but I've I've set up a lab here to screw around with stuff. Uh, one thing I like that I got into is that, you know, once I met you and you kind of opened my mind to things and we tasted barrels and, and, you know, the way my mind works 
is like just the other day when I was there doing the signing, you know, we had to walk through one of the warehouses, if you will. And, you know, there's that first barrel seeping out some sort of something, you know, you don't know what it is. I wish I yeah. would have had a pocket knife and just, you know, take a little slab of that so I could take it home and put it on toast or something, but absolutely, pardon me, but I'm very, I'm very interested in time, pressure, yeah. uh, mainly time because we're all, all of us as humans, we're time either bothers us our time is affecting us greatly in a stressful way i try to not let time stress me out by applying it to things that i can uh create you know uh, so sure. one, one thing i started doing after i met you and see barrels leak and you know how this thing is this old and Wow. Yeah. Just in there. And Uh, I, I live for it. I don't know if I'm affected. to play around with stuff. So it's cool. And I'm with you. Some of the things that I've done, um, I've gotten down to uh, down to the last little bits and mixed them. And in music, we call those happy accidents because, you know, <laughs> we'll be out on the floor jamming and maybe, maybe someone will come crashing in the room and just get everybody's attention. And someone's like, you know, Blah, blah, blah. he just goes nuts and you know what the fuck or something and then <laughs> we hear that later in context and we're like um we're like that's that 
that fits. That's real onto the moment. Might be onto something. Yeah. Yeah. So we we call them happy accidents. Very rarely uh, will a happy accident not make uh, the album because you know the things out of our control are really sort of what the metaphor I think of life is is that you know we're all trying to control something that's controlling us. So just be controlled, yeah. I guess. You know. So. Yeah. Absolutely. So I know you mentioned that in the summer you had been gardening, and I remember that very well. I'll be talking about that throughout the winter, though, since you haven't been able to do that as much. Have you guys been making a lot of new music, or what? Do you, what have you been up to through the winter? Uh, same thing, you know, man. I'm very blessed. Uh, we were talking about last night. <clears throat> we were enjoying some uh, some reserve, and I was noticing that I, I put it in the freezer. I bought a little freezer for the electric feeder here. Just a little guy. It's full of water. Um, lately, I've been drinking um, a sip of uh, Dr. Pepper in my mouth yeah. first, and then three minutes later, I'll uh, start sipping uh, some Reserve. Um, just trying to get my head around caramels and vanillas and oh yeah, yeah. Weird things that aren't in alcohol. You know what I mean? See how it stays in my mouth before it goes. So anyway, last night. We were sipping on some uh, cold reserve and we were like, man, it's harsh, like colder. Yeah. <laughs> it had been in the refrigerator a couple of days and you and I spoke about this a couple of days ago about air, water, yep. how much things can change with just one drop of water. So the condensation in the, 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 the refrigerator being in and out changed it. So anyway, we've been sipping uh, rarely, but last night was one of those nights that we uh, we're able to enjoy ourselves. We had a great meal and a couple cocktails and we're able to listen to music. Uh, so I've been very blessed um, since yeah. uh, all this crazy stuff has uh, come upon the world. To, I just went right into music. I've been talking about it since the beginning in the electric yeah. theater. Uh, the way I have to say it though, politically is that, you know, I probably, you know, been probably writing enough music to ever have for the rest of a lifetime, but we're only talking about one song here. So yeah. just, you know what I mean? We're just talking about one song that could be 10 hours long. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> I love it. Very lucky. Uh, we've, we've been able to write and um, years ago, I started this, uh, it just got called, this is called the open lab. Uh, there's a lot of guys in Slipknot and when, when people like guitar players are in the main room with a producer uh, locking down guitar parts, you know, you got to go do something for the day. You should, you know, these guys yeah. are, it's, it's big business and it can't be interrupted and it's just a hello could interrupt everybody's flow, you know? Yep. So <clears throat> um, I'm very lucky to uh, uh, have my own little place and be able to have my open lab. So we, for the last couple of records, we have, we, we start employing this thought called the open lab, which really means renting another studio within the studio we're playing in. So we rent a big room for the guts of it. And then we rent a smaller room uh, and we call it open lab. So anybody that wants to do anything, if you want to go okay. in there with a, a, a uh, mouth harp or whatever they're called or a harmonica or yeah. uh, whatever you want to do if you're feeling something you want to read poetry you want to you want to scream you want to cry uh, you you caught some dialogue outside at fat burger you know which i tend to do a lot when i'm in la get a lot, <laughs> get a lot, get a lot of good stuff at fat burger in LA outside there um so plenty, plenty of opportunity for for happy accidents in those rooms, I, I would imagine. Oh yeah, I mean, so <laughs> many, so many. So I mean, that's what I've been doing. We, I, I, I've been very productive during the winter. I have my own place. Uh, what's nice about it is that I have time that, let's just say, isn't on the clock. You know, it's not necessarily yeah. has a dollar value to mm -hmm. the the minute value, and that allows me to take things less seriously and when i take them less seriously i can open my soul and my core and my thoughts more yeah and i can experiment within the realm of what i think we are it's always for slipknot never trying to make slipknot something slipknot 
is never going to be. But Slivnot is such a monster with different faces that you know we've only begun now, as old as we are, to really start giving giving more of ourselves in a way that like the music people may say like people are always going to say music changes within bands but we yeah. have our we have our we have our our formula if you will and our form yeah. is called slipknot so anyway back to it bring it back around to your question <laughs> i'm i'm very i use the word a lot um but i believe in this in the, this day and age to just remind people that you know we we are all having a hard time yeah. so i do feel very blessed in my own way of that word to be able to still create music with my friends and just create and that's all it is it doesn't mean it's a slipknot song yet it never is yeah. until all nine have put their their thought processes on it but what's so great yeah. about having your own little open lab which i call the electric theater um, is that when I have time and I want to be creative, like you coming down to your lab, you can be creative, yeah. you know, on your own. The tools are right here. Um, this is my mad scientist lab, I guess. People come in here. Uh, you can't see it, but I have a council uh, above me. Uh, uh, I just started doing live Zoom, so I don't know how to work this contraption. Use the computer. Every time I do it, it almost breaks. <laughs> no, but I have, pardon me, I have 40 masks from the point oh, yeah. 0.5 gray chapter. Um, and each mask was made every night. And each mask was worn, obviously, in a different location, territory, yep. city. And there were four, there's space enough for 42, but some things went down in here. The two of them had to go away because they had Ooh. hurt. They had heard and seen too much, so they had, <laughs> they were they were given they were given as an offering to those lovely individuals, and they get to take them onward through life. But they had wow. to leave, they had to leave this space because they may whisper to other people that come in here, and what was seen and heard cannot be <laughs> cannot be uh, cannot be explained. And if it, if they're taken away. It's hearsay. It's like the big fish story, you know, so they're out of here. Oh, man. Hey, what an experience with the people who got them, too. I mean, I bet that just made their life. Well, uh, it, it's ironic. The next day they were like, you know, and I'm like, you don't need to tell me. Those things need to go. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I know. I, they're gifts. They, you know, it, you know, but when you're making music, we go far, man. We, 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 uh, and usually when it gets to the point where people have heard too much or seen too much, it's usually because we're so deep in what we're doing, we forget to open the one door that shows us that it's like nine in the morning. Yeah. And we're just like, oh my God, we've been working on like, you can get caught up on like a plug-in, you know, <laughs> a, an EQ, an EQ, an equalizer on a snare. For hours, you're just sitting there staring into the computer, telling stories, and you're like, we, what are we doing? We're chasing nothing. We yeah. need to go to bed. Our ears are completely fatigued. We don't even know what we're listening to or what we're going for. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, you know, to bring it all back around, that I, I've been, I have my own open lab. I have a control room and a, a live room, and it's not one centimeter bigger than it needs to be. And I've recorded in just about anywhere you can think of. Uh, maybe not everywhere, but enough to give a variable that this place is not a centimeter bigger than it needs to be. Uh, there's Hold no couch, there's no couch in this control room because you don't want a bunch of people in the back with opinion, you know. Uh, yeah. And it's only big enough for three people. If there is a fourth person, they got to stand up and the door's got to be shut. And it gets really hot, gets really awkward, yeah. and really, there's a guy here at the desk working the Pro Tools. And then myself and maybe another artist. Yeah. But we try to keep it two people. We try to keep it one person working on something with the engineer, producer, whatever, whoever. And you know, so I'm really like the distraction. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess I guess I got a little bit of lab, but the, the council up here, uh, I tell people, mm -hmm. you know, I tell people I got artistic schizophrenia because like 
they are as many thoughts as I have going on right now. And I could prove it. I mean, I could just, I could start with my family, wife, child, 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 dog, dog, dog. <laughs> there's, there's eight already, you know, there's three dogs <laughs> and a wife and four kids, all with different things going yep. on. And uh, so there's just eight things right there. Then Slipknot, well, now we're really past 40, aren't we? You know, so. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, I didn't know, I didn't know, and I'm not trying to like give it away or nothing, but uh, my parents were born in Olwine, Iowa. Yeah. And uh, I know Fairfax. I know Fairfax, Waverly. Uh, 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 what's the good one that I always pass? Uh, Watch here. Uh, I had an uncle that lived in Watch here. And yep. uh, he used to throw corn cobs down to big bullfrogs. And used to, I used to think the bullfrogs were eating them, but they were really jumping away from them. Yeah. <laughs> he was kind of messing with me. So Fairfax, how far is yep. that from uh, uh, where you're at at the... Yeah. Um, so, so Fairfax. Um, first of all, I, I have uh, I have family out in Old Wine as well. Um, I actually love that area. Um, uh, Old Wine, Independence, Winthrop. I've got a lot of family. Independence, 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 Iowa, man. A lot of lot of family there. I I I absolutely love small town Iowa. I'm driving the back roads and just kind of uh, checking out different farms and stuff like that. It, it, it's like a form of meditation, in my opinion. But um, Fairfax, Iowa is uh, roughly 15, 20 minutes away from Swisher, which is where Cedar Ridge Distillery is. So, um, you know, it, it's kind of like you were talking about. It, it's the perfect distance from work where I'm not always there, but if I need to get there quickly, I, I can get there quickly. So, um, you know, it's, Fairfax is actually right outside of Cedar Rapids and, uh, you know, just a nice little neighborhood area that, that I can uh, raise a family in. What about... I agree with you. What about, what about, uh, you said you have family who, uh, I guess we don't need to go into it. It's just crazy. I grew up there, man. Like, uh, <laughs> my, my mom and dad were born there and my grandma, my best friend in the entire world, my favorite human being to ever enter and leave this planet was my grandma, Maxine Timmerman. And, uh, she, you know, her, she had, uh, she had one son that lived there and then one daughter lived in Waterloo. Um, my mom lived in Des Moines, a um, couple of her boys, one was in Washington, one was in uh, uh, um, Albuquerque, I think. Yeah. And then my, my other uncle, he, he lived in uh, Wachir. He may have lived in Fairfax for a minute. Um, yeah. But all those times, I agree with you. I, I grew up driving through the same thing. And um, yeah. that's great. What a small world. I would love to yeah, know. <laughs> would be so ironic. Unfortunately for me, um, I've lost touch with all of my family, everybody. It'd be, it'd be interesting, you know, on a side note, when we get together, it'd be interesting to see your family, my family, if anybody knows yeah. each other. Um, I've been, um, my oldest daughter's a photographer, a fabulous photographer, and I've been um, trying to schedule a trip, trip with her to go to Owain because in Owain, I have a plot with my last name on it and, yeah. a, space, and a space if I want it, you know? And I mean, that's, yeah. how, that's how real Owain is, is that both sides of the family are there. And yeah. um, I haven't been there in... You know, probably since, probably since uh, my grandma passed before I started Slipknot. So once she passed, I probably never went back. And that was years before I started Slipknot. So, you know, we're talking 30 years or plus, And there's a lot of family there, actually. Yeah. Uh, so um, it's, it's crazy. Uh, that's cool. But it shows you how, you know, for everybody listening, one way or another, you know, I don't like to preach or politics or these sort of things, but one way or another, if we all look at it, we're all tied. It's a small world. We think it's a big world. It's really a small world in such a big space. And somehow we're all sort of related, whether we like it or not. I mean, Connection one way or another, yeah. we, could, we could prove it. I mean, I bet you it could be proven, you know, I mean, how can it not? It, we don't, we, we don't know where we're going. We don't know where we've been, but somehow it had to start. And I believe yep. 
it had to start with one to two, then to three to four, and I don't know, but it's anyway, small world. Yeah, man. Small world. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um what do you do? Uh what do you do on your spare time? What do you like to do when you're not making booze? <laughs> um, yeah, man. So I you know, between a, a very busy work life, uh, making whiskey and and my family, I've got uh, a wife, two daughters, a dog, and uh, and actually a, a baby on the way. We just found out. So, um, you know, between, oh, yeah, congratulations, yeah. man! Thank you, thank you. Very excited about it. Um, you know, uh, big big family guy. So I stay real busy, but when I can, um, I I love to be outside. I'm a fan of hiking, camping. Um, big slow pitch softball player. Uh, you know, I'm. I'm trying to get into golf. I'm terrible at it, but uh, anything that basically gets me outside, I'm on board with. Yeah. yeah, I notice that when I'm at when I'm at the distillery, I notice like you're never in. You're a lot like me. You're never in one place for very long, yeah. and I actually think I see you outdoors more. You know, um, yeah, <laughs> take, taking the walk, making sure, and it, you know, if people were there, you know, there's there's several buildings on the property with several yeah. things to maintain. So it's a healthy little walk. You get a lot of exercise during the day, getting between them, you know? Yeah, yeah, man, I definitely, uh, I'm, I get my steps and that's for sure. I actually recently started riding a bike around because there's, there's like all these buildings and, you know, I, I don't want to waste all my time just traveling from one to another. So someone left a bike there. I don't even know whose it is. I just hopped it on it, hopped on it one day and uh, it, it helps me get from point A to point B. But um, yeah, so in addition to being the head distiller out there, I'm, I'm also the director of operations and it's, you know, we've, we've become a fairly sizable distillery at this point. I think we've got eight or nine buildings. And as the director of operations, I oversee those. So I try to try to pop my head in every single building throughout every day. So like you said, yeah, I'm hardly ever in, in one spot too long. I like to mix it up and make sure everything, you know, the wheels are turning and everything's good. It's an amazing place. Uh, from the first day I went there, I always, you know, when I'm interested in stuff, I, I, I go all in and, uh, you know, the last time before it snowed and we got to go out there and do a signing, it was still warm. You guys allowed us to pick a couple grapes and, um, yeah. I, I actually infused those grapes and, uh, did some stuff, but they were so delicious and so cool looking at the pond. And it's so, you know, it's just so cool looking at, I mean, I don't think a lot, I don't think most people know how much time goes into actually, you know, making, uh, you know, taking the alcohol and, you know, putting it in a barrel and getting all those great elements out of the wood. And, you know, it's not just straight mash, processed, bit of time, some steam, a nozzle, put it in a bottle. There's like, there's so many factors but the last yeah. one, after most of it's done, it just sits and has to yeah. sit to be what it is, and that's what fascinates me the most. Yeah, um, yeah man, it, it's uh, you know, there's there's so much involved. Like you said, um, it's not like you know, we we just we push a, a make whiskey button, and uh, all of a sudden this stuff is ready to go on barrel. I mean, there are, there are so many different elements, you know, from grain to yeast to fermentation times and temps, you know, uh, distillate distilling to different proofs and temperatures. I mean. There's just so many variables that uh, that you've got to control and be aware of. Uh, it's intense, but you, you mentioned the aging process, and um, yeah, it, that's that's one of my favorite parts about the way that we produce our whiskey, whether it's Cedar Ridge, Slipknot, um, whatever. It, it, it's fun because we're in Iowa, and here in Iowa, we've got constantly fluctuating temperatures, as you know. Um, not only on a seasonal basis, but on a daily basis. You know, daily. in July, on, on in July, it might hit 100 degrees during the day. But then in the middle of the night, it might drop to 50. And that creates a lot of magic inside those barrels because um, as things heat up, everything starts to expand. The, the wood of the barrels, you know, it becomes more porous. It opens up and that whiskey is going to seep into the wood. And then as it becomes cold again, everything's going to contract and the whiskey gets pushed back into the center of the barrel. So we get some rapid movement in and out of that wood just due to our location being in the Midwest, being in Iowa. And that's, you know, in my opinion, that's probably the most underrated part of our process is just the way that there are barrels. Um, Mother Nature has a huge impact on the aging process because we don't control the temperature of the room. Uh, we don't pump humidity in there. It's just a very natural environment. Well, I like that you say that because that's been my recent sort of trip and learning is I'm like, wait a minute, you know, I need to, I need to start from the beginning. And, you know, the word whiskey comes from 
a Gaelic word meaning water, right? You know, so yeah. it's like, so it's like, wait a minute, you know, I'm, I'm studying barrels, I should be studying water, you know? Yeah. And I love that you say mother nature because all the real stuff you're putting into it comes from mother nature, the corn, yep. you know, all this, the water, it's all. So what's really special about it is that mother nature has this overall thing that's controlling the outcome and you nailed it. Uh, I think people think, you know, when you say four seasons in Iowa, being in the Midwest, you can just imagine, I mean, you're not too far north, you're not too far south, you're not too far west or east, you're in the middle. So you can get all these weird transitions of weather hitting us. So yes, yeah. we do get the four seasons, but like you said, daily, weekly, monthly, we're like, yeah. what? It's like, <laughs> you're like, it's, you know, it's 120 in September or something. I'm, I'm making it up, but you're yeah. absolutely right that we have these odd days so it throws, yeah. it throws the like, it throws like the percentages of like being able to determine exactly what yeah. you're doing right. It's like the lotto, you know, you're saying, yeah. oh, we've had this on a shelf for five years. I'd like to think it's this, but why don't you go look at what the last five years of weather has been? And that's what's going to tell us what this is. And it's going to be, yeah. you know, just constant contracting and um, you know, like you said, pressure yeah. and time. I love Absolutely. that. Absolutely. It's probably yep, my. It, it, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, no, no. It's it just. I mean, it's really cool because I mean, a lot of other distilleries, regardless of their location, um, the way that they store their barrels, they actually they'll have sweet spots in their warehouses because they build them super tall, um, and you know, heat rises. So at the top of the warehouse, it's super hot, and at the bottom, it's a lot colder. It's more like you know the same temperatures outdoors, and so they get these sweet spots in their warehouses where whiskey's going to age differently. And a lot of times to combat that, they'll, they'll move their uh, barrels around. You know, they'll take a barrel from up high and move it down low just to get those different temperatures. And being in Iowa, you know, we can just let Mother Nature do that part. And uh, in addition to that, we, we actually build lateral warehouses. So they're built wide instead of tall so we don't have to deal with those sweet spots as much. And, you know, we're not having that, that heat versus cold problem. All of our barrels are pretty much getting hit with the exact same temperature. And that, that's another really weird uh, part that you kind of let into. I mean, you know, controlling the corn, controlling the, the display, all that. Um, we try to control those parts of the process as much as humanly possible. And then we let mother nature pretty much finish it out. But it, it's completely bizarre how a barrel of whiskey that came from the same grain, the same match or mash, um, the same distillation run, all that. And say you barrel those two barrels and put them right next to each other and let them age for five years and you go to taste them, somehow they'll, they'll be different from one another. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's kind of like a snowflake. I mean, e each one has different characteristics, um, you know, some, some similarities, of course, some consistency, but you know, one will be heavy caramel, the next one will be heavy spice or something like that. They're, they just, they widely vary on a barrel to barrel basis. That's, that's so amazing. You know, it's just, uh, I had an idea. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come out there with a, a shovel and I will, I'll talk to your dad or you, and I'll, I'll make sure it's paid for. We'll get the distributor out there or whatever, <laughs> but we need to bury a barrel. We need to bury yeah. a burial underground, call it a wash, be like, in one yeah. year, we're going to dig this up, expect it all to be gone. You know, yeah. the worms, I don't know, moisture. Uh, my dog just came in. Hey, baby. Uh, whatever it is, we need to bury one. Uh, that count me right. in. Yeah, I, I like what you said. Like you know, it, it's really, it's just cool that anybody doing it can have their own idea. You know, some people like those sweet spots and 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 swear Absolutely. by it. And like you've chosen to take the sweet spot out and make yep. it all one sweet spot. And I love that everybody's got their thing. It's like art. Uh, it's why I'm involved also. Uh, you know, for a long time, I had to really think about it because there's such a responsibility behind the responsibility drinking, you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. And I, I didn't know how much I would be good or bad for that. And I want to make sure that I 
you know, am as responsible as I can to remind people they have to be responsible. So I know my, <laughs> I know my, uh, I know my, my, my intentions are spot on. So once I got into it, you know, it was just, there's so much with it and, and determining how you want to do it and, yeah, and yeah. what it is and the mixture. I was just talking to your dad the other day and he, you know, I was like, Hey man, I've been, I've been enjoying the reserve lately. And he's like, you know, it's one, it's one of the better ones. You know, he, he was just, he was just saying that he was very proud yeah. of what you guys made. And, you know, we're yeah. very, if you will, lucky to have come in when we did and meet each other. Uh, maybe it's because we have family in O-line. Maybe yeah, we're- That's gotta be it. Maybe we're related. I don't know. That, that could be, I mean, <clears throat> how many people live in O-line? I mean, yeah, we're, I mean, we probably what, are somehow. What's going on here, man? It's like my, <laughs> I have such a lost place in my heart sometimes for the people I haven't talked to my, my whole life. However, and also in defense, you can imagine I'm in Slipknot. And yeah. <laughs> it's not always for everybody. So, uh, oh, for sure, for sure. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. sometimes I win, sometimes I lose. And when I lose, I lose big because I choose art. You know, I choose art first and yeah. foremost. It's why I was on the planet. It's my only God. And it's what's gotten me through everything. So, you know, and uh, that's what we do. Um, but anyway, uh, here, check it out. So, this is like, uh, I don't know if you can see it. Absolutely. Oh yeah. But I believe these are some of your grapes and yeah. this would be some of your, I like to call it the prohibition vodka because someone told me that when prohibition got lifted in Iowa, you guys, the first product on the shelf was this vodka uh, yep. that you made. Yep. And by the way, it's, uh, it's such a wonderful vodka. And anyway, <laughs> here's your grapes. And I go jet skiing, and we, we like to, uh, uh, we like to, so this is just a little, I call this a, it's just under two shots. It's a reasonable, I don't know. Yeah. Is that better? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so this is like, this is when I did that signing. So this is like seven months or something. I don't know. It's like six months. But what it, what it's for is, it's just for, uh, uh, you know, we go jet skiing. Get a cooler, put a couple of these in. Oh yeah. Rip it down, eat it. It's beautiful because the, the the grapes are so awesome on their own. But yeah, they're gonna be full of the alcohol. But you know, it's it's just enough. It's just enough to go jet yeah. and being responsible. It's not too much. It's not too little. It's just right. Taste. I'm absolutely because I love the vodka, and actually my blend that I put in with it, that I play around with is is it's more like grape vodka, you know, less, yeah. less of a blend that I would put in it because uh, the grapes are so good. They have so many different sugars in them on their own. You really yep. don't need to implement other sugars, you know, but I'm curious to see how this goes because I've also been trying to learn how I didn't know. I didn't know that like you could take alcohol, put in fermenting fruit in alcohol you know add yeast or sugar and then we're make the alcohol uh percentage has gone up a little bit and yeah. i first recognized that in colorado i was at a really kick-ass sort of vegan restaurant and they had some local kombucha and that kombucha came in and we were eating dinner <laughs> and my wife and i looked at each other i'm like i got a buzz I'm like, what, what, what's happening here? And I, she's like, I think I got a bus. I'm like, we can't drive. I'm like, I didn't order beer. I'm like, this is hitting me out of nowhere. So the people are really cool. And I go, hey, what's up with this kombucha? And they're like, oh, it created some alcohol. They're aware of it. Yeah. It, it is actually an alcoholic beverage. You're of age. So we didn't card you or tell you. We just figured... It's not a lot, but I'm very sensitive to the alcohol. So, oh, for sure. I mean, I picked, boom, it hit me. In a dinner, it hit me. <laughs> Such a low percentage. And that's what interests me in the infusion stuff. And then, of course, I studied a lot. 
even before I met you, I, I always was fascinated with like that prison pooch stuff. Like, yeah, <laughs> the fact the fact that somebody's bringing the cubes of sugar, somebody's bringing yeah. a cup of water, someone's got the bag for the toilet or whatever, you know, like another art form, another great art form to make yeah. something. And 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 who would know unless you try it yourself and actually drink it and go, hmm, you know, this is another yeah. process. So I've been working yeah. on that kind of that kind of weirdo it, stuff lately. Yeah, man. And that's actually so that that's actually one of my favorite things about um working with you on on the Slipknot number nine project. Um, you know, you're not just in this to to have a whiskey and put your name on it. You know, um, I love that you're always you're always scheming, you're okay, you're kind of always tinkering. How can we make this cooler? How can we design this better? You know, how can we modify it? How can we change it? Um, and, and I just, I, I love your buy-in on that. It's, uh, it's fun. It, it makes the whole process fun rather than, you know, something that is something that we're going to do, you know, it, it's, uh, it's a passion project for you. And that makes it a passion project for me. And that makes it fun for everyone. So I, I love that about this project. It spins a lot of people out on my side. I, I, get, <laughs> I but, but, but in all fairness to them, oh, my dad brought me up you know, rest in peace, dad. But he, he brought me up. He's like, have 10 things going at all times. And yeah. when, when number one is done, go to number two, but get number 10 brought back in. Yeah. It's like that way, his way of explaining it was, you don't know what you're going to hit on. So be good at 10 things. Be interested in 10 things. Yeah. Don't, don't focus your whole life on one thing and get nowhere. You don't know what you're going to hit on. You don't know what you're good on, good at. You don't, you don't know any of these things until you try it. So have 10. So then when I got into rock and roll, you know, my mom always said I was a Renaissance man. So of course <laughs> I had to take the pictures. I, you know, I just, you know, it's Slipknot, man. It's my part in it. I guess some people like my part in it. I imagine there's a lot of people that don't like my part in it. That's just how it goes. But, you know, when I met my, uh, my brother, Paul, you know, I realized after he passed away, you know, he was the one that saw the art in me. He saw the mad scientist. You know, it's hard to see with a dude you're rolling around partying with. And, you know, he was the doorman at my bar that I bought so we could get a record deal. And, you know, he was my brother and we drank together and we, we got in trouble together and my wife loved him. He stayed at my house. Uh, he wasn't only one of my best friends. He was a lot of people that are involved with yeah. Slipknot's best friends who also have just as intimate. Um, I'm not the only one that just had one thing, but he was the one out of all the people um, that saw the art in me and was like, we're going to make music. And I mean, I'm not trying to be insulting to anyone, but <clears throat> pardon me. I didn't have a lot of people in my life explaining extreme music, black metal, death metal, yeah. even hardcore, even a somehow punk music came through Des Moines on a underground level. There'd be a punk show at the Botanical Center on an yeah. underground level that I was a part of. So I was always a punker and an alternative, I guess, art guy that they like to say. But when I met Paul, he was able to navigate me through metal because I thought metal was just something I saw on MTV. And I don't want to mention names, but the bands that were making videos on MTV, I thought they were metal. And if I named the band, which I'm not going to because there's no reason to, it's all art. And then when I met Paul, he was able to go, no, no, this is, I'm very naive, man. You know, I just live in my imagination. We're talking about a long time ago that I met Paul Gray. But anyway, yeah. he's the one that helped me navigate through the music, the aggression, understand it. And then I fell in love and I started listening to everything. And then I found the ones that spoke to me like we all do with any music. But after he's been gone, I realized he's the one that saw the art in me and so that's what I take in place and that's what I do. And that's, that's why people go crazy with me. Cause I have a lot of great people that try to focus me and they're like, look, let's get number one done. And I'm like, fine. 
I am getting number one done. And if you haven't paid attention, I'm getting number two and three done too. And they're like, <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. But now you're starting to introduce four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. And I'm like, you're right. It's taken me 20 years to admit that they were all right and I was wrong. But that's why I have this council. That's why I have our <laughs> yeah. schizophrenia because I have currently I have 40 thoughts. I need to replace the two missing spaces because I'm at about 45 today. But um, um, yeah, that's why I like working with you too, man, because like you're, you're very busy and I, I know how busy you are and you're younger than I am and you have a family and you have to decipher what's most important. We all know what is most important. And then on top of it, you work in a family business yeah. Uh, you know, I am, I'm very fond of your father. I can't imagine what it would be working like for my dad. Uh, I know it'd be an honor. Yeah. I know I'd love it, but I also know it, it's family, <laughs> right? So we don't need to say, I mean, yeah, you know, it's, it's, um, it, it's absolutely, um, you know, one of the most complicated parts of the whole thing. I mean, you know, cause it, there's, there's so much going on and we're, we're very fortunate to, I mean, you know, have this, uh, this distillery, I mean, uh, almost almost like a band we've gone from a literal garage distillery to um one that that is on you know 75 acres now and uh so there's just there's been so much that has happened and so many different conversations and so many different ideas have been brought to the table and yeah to sit though sit there and discuss those with with coworkers and your family at the same time can be very complicated um, i mean especially if uh you know my dad and i or my mom and i you know we we disagree on on a specific sub subject and we're both very passionate about it it uh it creates a lot of complications but at the same time i mean you know, it, it makes us think things through it makes us work through those complications so we get a much clearer answer and by the end of the conversation we're all kind of on board with the outcome and we're all headed in the same direction um so it's I mean, you know it's incredibly complicated um I, I love working with my family and hate working with my family at the exact same time, if that makes any sense. Um, if, if I could, though, I, I wouldn't change it. And, um, you know, I hope to to repeat the scenario one day with my own kids. Um, you know, if they go on and do whatever, I'll be the proudest dad in the world, regardless of what they're doing. But uh, if we had the opportunity to work together, I know I would absolutely cherish that. So <laughs> we'll have to see what happens. I understand that. All of my children um, are, are, are artistic in some form, uh, whether it's an instrument or a camera or a pencil or all three. Um, they take after their dad and mom. My, my wife is very creative. She makes jewelry and she oh, yeah. works on very small things uh, that, you know, my hands would just destroy. And she's always yelling at me when I'm you know, handling those small things. She's like, get those, you know, she loves me for my, my, she always says she loves my hands. But at the same time, she's like, don't destroy those little things that I work on. So I, I agree with you working at this point in my career, everyone is so not, we're all brothers. We were brothers yeah. in 98. Uh, we love each other. We hate each other. We'll do anything for each other. We don't want to do anything for each other. It's how life is. Um, but yeah, I look forward to, um, I've, you know, I get crazy. I've told people, I've told you this, like I want to, I want a burning tribal S somewhere on the 75 acres. And I want to be oh, yeah. furthest away from the road. You got to be, you know, it's like, isn't there an S here? Oh yeah. You got to go down this road and over here and down by this tree and, you know, yeah. and, then we, and then that's where we bury that barrel, you know. And, I, uh, I, I but, want both those things, man. We're, we're gonna we're gonna get that warehouse. Yeah, we're, and yeah, we're gonna do by it by the end. Yeah. By the end, and and that's all it's been is that, man. What we've been doing so much, I've had so much feedback. You know, unfortunately, you haven't been able to be there. Like when I was in Amsterdam, uh, doing a signing, and just yeah. how cool it was of uh, 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 an achievement to be able to get uh, our product, our, our piece of art that we make together yeah. to a, another country. Most people don't know how difficult. And besides the legal aspects of it, which I'm talking about is the difficulty. What I'm talking about is fans in America 
you know, this was always a thing. You know, fans in America can't be the only ones that get this. And that's yeah. why that's why I have such a great team that we all we were all doing it for the culture, the fans. So I got to be there to see some fans out of country get that and actually taste it and talk to me about it. And unfortunately, not everyone, not every territory uh, could we could get it done in. But, yep. but by getting it into a couple, it proves that we can just keep trying to get it everywhere. And that's been our yeah. focus all along is to try and get, you know, what we're doing together, uh, Slipknot and Cedar Ridge and uh, this product we make together, which is, a, I see it over there. Uh, the small batch, and I see the small batch uh, right yeah, here. Small batch, and I yeah. see the reserve over there, and uh, sure do love the reserve. Such a great bottle. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. The, uh, mine's mine's up here on a uh, the Pro Tools rig. Uh, yeah. We we toast the end of the night once in a while when it's been a hard day, and uh, yeah. we've really been digging and working, and um, we like to be rewarded with something that takes a lot of work um Absolutely. anyway yeah man uh i think you and i should get on from time to time uh to talk about blends and what we do together and then obviously you know if you if you uh if you're in your softball league and you won the tournament you need to tell me all about that and, uh, <laughs> you got it uh i'll tell you all about where i'm touring and stuff but uh this has been really cool for me because usually when i see you or you see me <clears throat> pardon me it's really in passing we're both working yep. very hard we both it's not that we have an agenda it's that we have work and we're working and we have to get it done and i live i live uh it's a weird thing because when you come to where you're at if you leave early you got the sun in your face <laughs> I, I went to college in iowa city and i had to be a class at 10 so i'd leave at like 7 30 and just be blinded by so brutal and then i would the leave. Way. Yeah. then i'd leave right when the sun was going down same thing but i had to get home and i had to get to school so i didn't matter what sunglasses i had it was brutal <laughs> both ways um so i live about you know it's a two-hour drive you gotta stop go to the bathroom even though it's not two hours it's two hours and you know it's two hours there put the work head on get to work, say hi to everyone, get some of your, uh, you guys make the greatest pizza. Uh, we love it so much. We just pound it in the car on the way home. We said, screw, screw sitting down. Let's just eat in the car. And, and <laughs> so I want everybody to know you have a beautiful place out there with a wood oven or a brick oven. We make pizza, yeah. food, and it's lovely during the summertime to sit out. I brought my family out there, my sister-in-law, they, they love sitting out there and just chilling. But from time to time, you and I will get on. And next time, let's talk about some. <clears throat> uh, maybe you can um, walk me down. Uh, so we'll get off you know, after we get off this one. Next time we get on, we'll try to make this a regular thing. For sure. And, uh, maybe from now to that next time, uh, you can grab what you do. One, two, three or four of your bottles that are coming yeah. down make something you know talk about it i'll do the same thing we'll get a little shooter a little thing you know we'll yeah. taste, talk about what we did and um uh go from memory you know so like i'm gonna go uh um i was fortunate you know i got some uh, i was able to get some of your guys's vodka uh i like to infuse with your guys's vodka so I have some of that from our last trip and uh, I want to, there's a new pepper. Um, it's called, uh, well, it's not so new. I shouldn't say that. it's called um, the Cal Carolina Reaper. Yeah. Have you ever heard of this pepper? I, I've definitely heard of it. I've never had it, but I've heard of it. So again, I preach facts. So I'm not trying to make anybody mad here. If I'm getting any facts incorrect, I am going to basically make an acknowledgement that um, I may not know to the exact, but at one point, not so long ago, the Carolina Reaper was the hottest pepper on the planet, having the most Scoville units, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I know that this gentleman who has made it 
cross different peppers to get this pepper. But what's so fat, besides all of that technology and all that stuff that I'm not gonna have right, I'm gonna tell you what I am gonna get right. There is no purpose for that pepper to be on the planet. There's no purpose. There's no bird that eats it. There's no animal that eats it. It doesn't deter a bug away. It, it's not a warning symbol for a flower. I, and, and honestly, I could be wrong about that, but I'm saying since it's been created and the Scoville unit goes up and up and up and up, we're, we're cross-pollinating these genetics and, and making these hotter peppers. But I'm thinking to myself, this gentleman is making a prehistoric pepper that doesn't even belong on the planet we live on. I don't know if I'm making sense of what I'm saying. I'm just saying oh, yeah. an item of food has been made that has no purpose on the planet because it's too hot. It's too <laughs> hot. But isn't that fascinating that like every bird's going to be like, no, thank you. Every yeah. animal is going to be like, no, thank you. Except, Hard for the, yeah. except for the human animal who's like, all right, let's have contests and eat it. I mean, there's a documentary on this gentleman. Um, I'd say his name if I remembered it. I'm really bad with names. Um, everyone should watch it because he's just eating them. And it's a fascinating story. But the way I look at it is if the bald eagle needed to eat and was starving and landed by a Carolina reaper, it would not eat it. It has no purpose <laughs> on the planet. And I like to think that the madman who figured out how to make alcohol from things that were rotting by adding yeah. things that taste sweet that are still sort of alive. And then if anybody's watched a mash, a yeast blow up, you know, a violent yeast yeah. process, you're like, I'm not drinking that. I don't care what comes from that. That, that looks like death. <laughs> so what I'm getting at is sort of what we make together has no reason being on the planet. And yeah. Some could fight that, I guess. We're responsible. We love it. It's an art form. I love it. And I can't wait to create our, we have already, I believe that we've created that reserve in that small batch. I believe that's our um, Carolina Reaper, just like all these other wonderful products that you and your family create. You have so many, let's just call them genetics that you've, you've made and what a yeah. wonderful thing. What a, many, many canvases to be hung and many colors to be mixed and just pieces of art. And uh, it's fun to work with you. And I've, I've recently just gotten off my high horse and decided, you know, I'm gonna focus hardcore on what we've started. And, uh, but yes, soon to be you and I, lots of weird things. It's a lot fun creating with you too, man. Uh, the Absolutely. job you get a little monotonous at times. So it's always a pleasure to come out to your lab and uh, turn it upside down. Give your family my love. Uh, stay safe out there. Um, keep up the good work. And uh, hopefully I'll see you next month. And uh, don't be surprised. You know, you should probably go to your dad and tell him I came up with an idea bearing a, 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 bearing a barrel He'll probably have a lot to say about that. We'll take, his, <laughs> we'll have his wisdom. <clears throat> we should take his wisdom. Maybe he'll want to put it in a box. Maybe he'll want to put some dehumidifier down there. I don't know, but uh, run it by him. And don't be surprised if I show up next time. And somewhere on that 75 acres, we just pick a location and we just bury a thing. And I'll, I'll buy it if I, you know, I'll buy it or whatever. But get, get your dad involved. Get everybody involved. I'll bring some people and we'll dig that thing. And then uh, whatever. So it's always I'm fun. Not, man, we're, 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 we're absolutely going to do that. I mean, that, that's one of the funnest parts about working with whiskey is just experimenting it, you know, uh, trying something that people don't normally try. So, no, next time you come down, man, we're going we're gonna to do that. Um, it'll be a ton of fun. And We'll film it. Everybody thinks we're everybody thinks we're BSing right now. No, no, we're gonna do it. We're not BSing. I mean, I know you know I'm telling the truth. I'll dig it too, you know. So it's like that's part of the fun. I want to be there when we dig it up too, you know. I wanna, I wanna see the tomb. So uh, anyway, 
tell everybody hello. Be safe out there. Keep up the good work. And man, it's a pleasure to talk to you, especially in this format. We never get time to really hit it. And next time we'll we'll bring it a little more personal. Uh, just talk about other things, you know, and 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 get it there. But I think this is a good one for everybody because they need to know how much excitement like you and I actually have about you're the one that walked me around and busted into those barrels and told me to taste this, this, and this. And then, you know, you're the one that helped me get the proof right. And, and you helped me dial in and, you know, you're the one that helped me make the, you put the decisions in front of me. And um, I was able to ask the questions you were able to answer. You put the decisions in front of me. I, all my peers say that some of my best um, traits are knowing how to commit. I know how to commit very fast uh, without thinking about the other or regretting that I didn't choose the other. We got to get going. I like this just a little bit better than these other two. So let's go with this proof instead of that proof. Even if I yeah. was going for that proof, I may have gone for this one just because it sat better, you know? So anyway, again, pleasure, brother. Have fun. Uh, get to work. I'm going to work. <laughs> And uh, have a good, you're at home though, because that's your lab, you're at home. So stay home. I'm at home, so, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I will and I'll, I'll you know, finish up the day from home. But no, man, thanks for saying all those nice things and thanks for uh, having me on the show. I, I, I truly enjoy the show, by the way. I've listened to a, a number of episodes now. Uh, Fred Armisen one is phenomenal. If you haven't heard it, um, you, people should check that one out. But uh, thanks a ton for having me on. I, I look forward to doing it again. We'll, we'll bury a barrel soon. We will, we will, and I'll put, a, I will, I'll put some of those links of what we've done together already on the electric theater. So they'll have this and then maybe anything we've done with Fred, even when we were down in uh, uh, Kentucky, uh, that was so crazy, by the way. Uh, people <laughs> should know that uh, we were down there doing a little, uh, you know, obviously I'm on tour. So they wake me up and they give me my one sheet and they're like, you know, they told me a week earlier that, you know, we're going to be doing this, but I got to live day by day. And I get my, 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 my uh, day sheet and it says, you know, whiskey tasting. I'm like, it's before I'm playing. I'm like, you know, and then they bum rush the stage on us. And at one yeah. point I'm pouring the reserve into people's mouths. And I'm like, wow. And what I took away from that was every single one of those people that was there was so knowledgeable. Yeah, they weren't just there to get drunk, or I mean, you know, shirts were off, and it was <laughs> on, and people were like poured in my mouth, but they were asking the best questions. Yeah, I had to look to. I was like, uh, and you, you had to, you had to manhandle a lot of them. So <laughs> people need to know, like, we we have gone out and done some of these crazy rock and roll meets whiskey. Uh, yeah. down in Kentucky uh, and had a blast. I mean, that was a very, when I walked away from that, I was like, what did I just do? I mean, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was pouring whiskey in people's mouths. Is that yeah. okay? That, that <laughs> but, was one of the wildest experiences of my, of my career so far. I mean, it just, I remember just the adrenaline rush of, you know, we, we walk on stage and just this mob just comes to the stage yeah. And, and yeah, they, they were all about it. And yeah, like you said, they were answering the right questions and, man that was a ton of fun but yeah same as you when i got off stage i was like what what just occurred i, I have no idea what just happened i did the same thing i they walked <laughs> off and i went i literally i mean i mean i'm taking responsibility for this or whatever but i mean i was told guaranteed i was like i was pouring whiskey into this person's mouth they were you know i mean <laughs> they're like yes yes it's it's this is the beer garden we're in the beer garden it was a tasting and i was like what just happened that was a, i mean and the other thing is that i guess why i'm making such a big deal about it is like i have a set of friends that think you should sip the reserve i have a set of friends that shoot the reserve i'll be honest i shoot the reserve i i i but i shoot it slow i don't try to get it in i'm i yeah it's like a Clint Eastwood movie, you know, it's like, they're real slow and the eyes closed. And I'm like, God, that's delicious. And I'm like, in a minute and 30 seconds, I'm having an explosion in my chest <laughs> of warmth. Um, yep. And the reserve does that for me, whereas the small batch stays in my mouth for 15 minutes. And it's just like, hi, I'm here. And um, 
So that's why I was like, I was just pouring the reserve down people's face. It seems like <laughs> such a bad thing to do. Like, weren't they supposed to enjoy it? And that's why I was like, God, this is awesome. So yeah. we're going we're gonna to do a lot more of those once this all gets yep. lifted. And now that we're just further, and I know just to let people know, because we're going to have a lot of whiskey people uh, get into this. Uh, I don't know if this is, I wanted to bring this up earlier. So I appreciate you staying on with me. Uh, yeah. I don't know if this is going to happen, but obviously this is something you and I have spoken about. We've, we've all spoken about this. Your dad's spoken about it. Management's spoken about it. We've all spoken about it. At one point, you know, we're going to get a, a 10 year, a five year. Uh, you know, I was talking to you the other day about making a barrel that won't, that will be opened when I'm not on the planet. <clears throat> and I think you even said to me, like, there's people that own big distilleries that have done that, you know, and know oh, that, yeah. that, you know, so it's not, it's not an uncommon thing. So I can't wait to, you know, you said it to me the other day, hey, when you want to make it that day, come up. And I got different things I can, because uh, you're in charge of that. And yeah. uh, I can, I can let you taste some things that we could call it, we could all of a sudden now make it a 10 year or, um, uh, or what have you. And that's, you know, again, it all comes back to mother nature and time. Mother nature has been, had her bosom on this fine barrel, uh, <laughs> or, you know, for, for 10 years, five years or whatever we decide. So that's something we're going to be talking about as well very soon. That's exciting for my children and your children uh, yep. that, that can be a part of something that the reward is much later. And I, I, I guess I do talk a lot about that in art that don't always look for instant gratification. That's what's wrong with these phones yep. today is that no oh, one, man. everybody's right because everybody's wrong because the last post told you they were right and the next post tells you they're wrong. So just know that some reward in this life, and I'm, no, I'm not saying this to you, I'm saying this in general to everyone that some of the reward we should be looking at is reward in the future. We can't clean up the planet. We can't clean up the small. We can't just clean up the park in one day. It takes time. The reward is tomorrow. Uh, we've already done damage. So I love that what we do together takes time. And that absolutely. Then, then you get it in your hand, you're like, wow, we worked two years on this or three years. This, this bottle I'm holding, you know, I had to ask you the other day, I keep forgetting to ask you, how long does a small batch sit? And you're like one year. And I'm like, oh my God, these small batches are a year. I'm like, what? Like, how'd I miss that? And then I'm like, well, then that makes the reserve. And you're like, yeah, four, up to four, or, you know, however we talk about Minimum it. Minimum four, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, well, then it's not, I mean, I tell everybody, hey, this is our three-year reserve, but I'm like, yeah. but it's really a four and has two philosophies. It starts off as a small batch, maybe in one barrel, goes to another to become the reserve. What a wonderful, yeah. wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, anyway, we're going to have a lot of people that are going to get on this one who love whiskey and are going to love that we talk these sort of things as people that want to know just how many songs I've written and I'm not going to tell everybody and <laughs> when that music is coming out and I'm not going to tell everybody and just know that we're getting to record here in the summer very soon. So there's a good there one. Go. So, all right, man, have a great rest of your day at home. See you soon. Be safe out there and take care of yours and everyone around you. Tell the family I said hi. Great, great speaking with you. All right, man. Be good. Bye-bye.